This is Take Flight with Mark Whittle. Welcome to Take Flight. I'm Mark Whittle, former city worker turned performance coach. And this is your place for inspiration and education on ways to optimise your performance and find your purpose. You are, by trade, a, a tattoo artist. Yeah. Started the London Social three, four years ago. I know you're tattooing like Ben Chilwell, Mason Mount, Machine Gun Kelly. I wanted to be the biggest and the best immediately. And I was very open about that, which I got a lot of stick for. A lot of people like didn't like that in like an art art industry. No, no, but we're going to be the biggest and the best. We're going to have like the most celebrity endorsed, like high price point. Like, you know, I ran it as a business and I got a lot of grief for that. I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. You know, it's, it's who, who who wants it more? Who's willing to work on themselves the most? And I just got Goggins in my head. <laughs> you know, like Goggins is just there being like, I'm just being a bitch. Get your ass up and lace them up. I think a lot of people can achieve more than they probably think they could because so they make things themselves seem out of reach. We're going to have to do this again, mate, because I could speak to you all day. Yeah, yeah, uh, but, uh, If we don't offend too much of an audience, <laughs> let's go. Yeah. I'm, I'm nervous. <laughs> no, mate, I'm inspired. Cabin crew, passengers, prepare for takeoff. Miles. What's up, baby? Welcome to the Take Flight Podcast. Thanks for having me, bro. A nice surprise to be invited on. Hopefully be able to uh, provide wisdom. Just looking for the story, mate. I'm inspired by your story myself. So th I'm thinking like, <laughs> you know, from modeling to yeah. tattooing and learning the craft to building the business and what it is today. So I actually got told the other day, I went on a date with a girl like a year ago and she was like, predominantly spoke about you on the date. And I was like, I think that's just because my story's interesting, you know? Yeah, I got given a hard time for it. But problem is people are like, oh, what's been going on? with me and then I'm like I'm like oh, we're just doing this 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 and then she's like oh, I work in admin mm -hmm. and you're like I obviously want to take an interest you know but people like I feel like uh, often the conversation evolves but I think that's, that's one of the things that stood out to me right is when you tattooed me yeah and we were chatting away like a couple of hours and both aligned with ambitions yeah, and it yeah, stuck with me and that's why 100% recently yeah someone else was saying that sometimes like when I would meet people like friends, family, whoever, like I'm so relentlessly driven to sometimes people were like got annoyed. I didn't realize it, but like people would be like, oh, what you got coming up? And I'm like, oh, like I'm uh, trying to take over the world. They would, they, you know, people would just be like, oh, fuck, like fuck off in it. Like, because I'm like, I never say anything in like a bragging way. Do you know what I mean? It's for me, it's like, I have super ambitious because I think like we have one, one shot at life, right? to my knowledge we have one shot at life so for me it's like i want to achieve as much as physically possible i'm always like yo go out and get it go and win like everyone can win like there's no like for me there's never a point where i want to i never wanted to be alone at a table do you know what i mean i always wanted to be at a table with my friends my family i always say i want other people to win so like nowadays especially i'll put forward all the kids who are part of this brand like i'll put them ahead of myself and be like there's opportunity go get it you know it's not it's not necessarily about me like there's no for me there's no ego in me it's like i it's me against me and i know that said that gets said more and more nowadays but i think i really believe that it is me against me because a few people in my lifetime have been like oh you've like you're successful but because i feel like i've only achieved maybe five six percent of the things that are in my brain I feel like I'm the only one who can determine when I'm successful and I'm the only person who will go, okay, cool, you're good now. You know, and like 
maybe maybe I'll get more at peace with it at the moment. It's something that's like developing recently. I'm more like calm and at peace with like kind of what what I have around me. But when people are like, uh, yeah, like, oh, you you done really well. I'm just like. Oh, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, oh, like, thank you. Like, it, I appreciate that's 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 how you feel. But like, I got a lot more to give. You know. And I knew this was gonna go like this. I knew this <laughs> just we got straight in. So look, dare I ask, what is going on? You know, what is going on with you right now? Yeah, right, right now, just um, coming back from a, a broken finger, which was frustrating because I was really focusing hard on the gym prior to the finger. But that happens, that's life. You know, we all, we all go through these little little things that we have to just, just get on with it. So just getting back in the gym, which feels great, really, really like, even after like a week of hard training, I feel like uh, back to myself again, you know, the best, the best version of myself. With the business, we're currently, uh, we obviously have the two the two stores and then I have my space uh, here where we are now. And we're looking at putting both um, this, my space and one of the other stores to make it into a, into a big, big space. But yeah, as always going back and forth with leases and arguing with like landlords and yeah, it's, it's never a super fun process. We really position the company in a place where we're starting to collaborate a lot more, taking the London Social out of being a tattoo space and being into its own brand. So we're ne next year. The ones I can say uh, are Subi Jeans is the, from Australia. We're, so we're doing a London Social Subi Jeans collaboration. And we have like maybe three or four more things like that lined up to basically bring the London Social into a, into a product. So like me and other people involved in the company want to make it so that people know London Social as a brand rather than just a tattoo space so kind of just trying to evolve into things that I've enjoyed over the last you know like since since I was a kid so yeah it's it's fun it's new it's like a new aspect it's a new angle it's nice we're not reliant necessarily on selling product immediately to sustain the business and that's probably like the nicest part that we can break even on a project and that's a success to start with we sold some clothes recently and uh everyone was like, oh did you get hundreds of orders and i was like you know what like we just released a few pieces and it was so nice to see like maybe only like 10 pieces sell because it was for me it was like it was just refreshing to be able to appreciate the process you know because for the longest time i was like i was already like in my head i'd always be like I need to have 10 Rolls Royces, need to have 20 Pateks. Like I was so like caught up in like getting this, getting this, getting this, getting this. But then sometimes the appreciation from the journey is so refreshing. You know, like that's something I found and really enjoyed now is like looking at something and having the belief that it will get where it needs to go to or it will grow to where it's supposed to grow to. But instead of being like, boom, like we release a product and all of a sudden 10,000 units are selling a month. There's, a, there's some sort of beauty in only selling five to begin with for me because having built a company already, I can understand and almost appreciate the journey now. Whereas the first time it was like, I wanted to be the biggest and the best immediately. And I was very open about that, which I got a lot of stick for. A lot of people like didn't like that in like an art, art industry, you know, like a creative industry that I was like, no, no, but we're going to be the biggest and the best. We're going to have like the most celebrity endorsed, like high price point. Like, you know, I ran it as a business and I got a lot of grief for that, but that's okay. That's uh, maybe 5% of what we got going on. <laughs> yeah. Man, I can unpack so much of that already. Like, I think what a refreshing point of view to say that's only selling five pieces. Because you know, it's funny, I was actually thinking about this the other day because 
a lot of people say it's all about the journey not the destination and it's a quippy little term that people throw around but like when you truly understand that and it sounds like you do I was thinking yesterday it can sound quite morbid but I actually feel like it sounds quite exciting it's like the only destination is death yeah yeah that's that's the only guarantee that and taxes when you're born right? <laughs> yeah yeah that's what they say but like if we if we put so if we put a label on it just for people who are listening you are by trade a, a tattoo artist yeah and a business owner yeah of the london social yeah yeah and yeah and there's a couple more companies okay. now that we own yeah it started off uh for the last 10 years i've tattooed and then um, started the London Social three, four years ago. And obviously we've now grown that into one of the, I guess one of the leading spaces this side of the world in the tattoo space, which, is, which has been phenomenal, um, which has been an amazing journey. But this is something we were speaking about just before we started filming. And I was saying that, and it touches on what you were just saying. It, the thing that I would have the most fear about is suddenly like not having the London Social. And that's not because of the ego side of it, but... If I had to wake up and I'd sold the company, that's more scary than the workload. Like I'd, I'm like happier with the workload here than just being like out in a mouthy and just chilling already. You know, like I feel like I've got so much to give still that like, yeah, to like someone, yeah, it would take a, like a, a crazy amount of money to like get me to get rid of the company, you know? What's scary about the idea of selling? I just never liked being in a position where like I'm good for like four or five days on holiday, but I don't like, like, and I think a lot of people probably struggled with this during COVID when they were like, everything shut down, you know, there'd be, a, there was at one point it looked like there was going to be two months and I couldn't do any like physical work. You know, not, I'm not saying I was craving tattooing people, but I mean like, we couldn't progress with the shop. We couldn't do anything. And that was like, I went from being all chill to like anxiety through the roof for the first time in years. Like my anxiety was, and now I ended up just going, I'm going to just go on a plane to Dubai with my tattooing stuff. And I'm going to self-sustain through tattooing, living in Dubai until I can't. So I lived in Dubai for a couple of months tattooing until they introduced the quarantine hotels. Then I got the fuck out of there. I wasn't trying to do that, but I ended up, yeah, nearly two months living in Dubai and I, I said to myself, I was like, as long as you're doing enough tattoos that are paying for the food for you and the, the, the lady who was working with me and our hotel rooms and stuff, then I'm good. So, and uh, yeah, very blessed that I was able to do that, you know. But it, again, people look at that and they go, oh, like, but it's easy for you. Like, it's, but it's like, I was the person who was willing to go to Dubai with my tattooing stuff, get out of the comfort zone and hustle. Do you see what I'm saying? It wasn't like I was like, I'm going to be in Dubai and had like a plethora of people just being like, here's thousands of fucking UAE dollars or whatever. It was like, I had to get about it, get amongst it back like I was eight years ago and be like out and about being like, yo, I'm tattooing out. He like spreading the words, you know? And it was like, people were like, oh, you just went to Dubai. And it was like, yeah, but you could have done. But you didn't want to get out of your comfort zone. For me, it's like, that's when the best moments have happened in like the last 10 years. It's, that's when the magic happens. It's like, you know, staying on this like monotonous treadmill of like knowing that you can like be the biggest fish in the room. Like just knowing that you're like, I'm good here. I'm good here. I'm good here. It's like, yo, that's not, that's no good for anybody. You know, cruise control is, um, is a curse. You know, I think, uh, my background on my phone is a, it was a piece of street art in New York and it said your comfort zone will kill you. 
And that was like, that resonated so much with me, bro. Yeah, so I have that as the background of my phone and I love that. I love that as well. It's a good one. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So you said like self-sustaining, like you, because it's funny, like so many of the great things we create for ourselves come from pain, mm-hmm. right? So self-sustaining in a way that because the anxiety returned in such a big way that you had to do something, right? Yeah, I doesn't, there was just absolutely no, no way I was sitting in London for two months, bro. Like I remember it was a... Uh, I flew on Christmas Day to Dubai, but I remember like, I was all good, all good, all good. And then like, it was like three, four days before Christmas. And I just felt like miserable, bro. Like I was like, wow, like I really, really feel bad. So like, even it was like Christmas morning, bro. It was like 9 a.m. I was just running the streets. I was just running. Everyone's just like looking at you weird. I was just, I'm like, I'm running shorts and t-shirt running Christmas Day. Like, cause I started running twice a day because I was like, I know how easy it would be to fall into this depression. Like I could feel it. It was like depression was here. Like being like, yo, yo, just come in. Like, like come in, like it's a safe space. And I was like, now fuck you. Like I'm going to run and run and run and just refuse to let my body process that negativity. I just couldn't, I just didn't want to be in that space, bro. Cause I've had it like, I'm open about the fact, you know, like I'm, I'm sober for many years. I've been through anxiety, been through depression, been through all the things that a lot of people nowadays well, it's like a t- touchy one to say it, but a lot of people nowadays almost use as like a, and no, I don't want to say excuse. Don't you know? I'm not I'm not trying to be Andrew Tate over here, but like a lot of people, it's 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 a good reason for not doing things, right? You know, like anxiety and depression, and and all, I've been through it, and I understand it, and it's it is it's something that people are often able to be like, I couldn't do this, I, I was too anxious, or you know, I was just going through, and I've been there myself. Depression is. It's a rough one. I was in Rome uh, last, during the Euros. Flew to Barcelona um, for my birthday, right? I was with, with my ex-girlfriend. We, we flew to Barcelona, England. Um, it was England, Germany on the day of my birthday, right? So we won. And then um, then, we, then I flew to Rome because I knew as a football fan, you couldn't go from England to Rome, right? For the Ukraine game, you couldn't get there, Um because they had because of the travel passports or whatever some COVID shit. So anyway, we flew to Rome. Uh, I text one of one of my friends who, who plays, and he he organised tickets right. So so we went we, we we went to the game. But the morning of the game, I woke up in Rome, and I in a, in a hotel room with twenty foot ceilings with like uh, a very attractive like my ex girlfriend, beautiful girl, with a nice watch on with nice luggage being able to shop where we wanted to eat and I was like I can't get out of bed I'm so depressed and but I felt so guilty because I digested the situation and the scenario that I was in and I was like I'm not wanting for anything materially and I've got a beautiful girl with me and like I'm going to a game that no one can get but I was so 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 down bro like I was like I couldn't even like I could barely speak you know but in that situation I feel like the easier thing to done would have been to take a day in bed and go, oh, you know, but I was like, nah. I said, let's get the fuck out. Let's walk around Rome. Let me talk to you. Like to my ex-girlfriend. I was like, let me talk to you. Let me just talk to you. You know, I don't know what's going to come out, but let me talk. Let me just explain what's going on in my head and maybe we can make sense of it and just let, let's walk, get the steps in, you know, like proactively tried to get out of it. And by the end of lunchtime, I was like, okay, no, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. No, you know, I don't, I don't say I went, it wasn't a, a complete cure, it wasn't a complete fix, but like, I was able to converse my way out of the situation rather than being like this guy who was just all in his own head, you know? I was like, I talked my way out of the situation and it was, uh, and that's, that's what I think is, is important is to recognize the feelings that you're feeling and not to shy away from them, but it's like, if you're feeling like depression's creeping in, 
if you go and eat a load of fried food and drink a load of beers and do all the things you know are going to help, or if you go, oh, fuck it, yeah, it would lovely to be have a Domino's tonight and do all that shit, but you go, you know what? I'm going to have grilled chicken, rice, broccoli, and I'm going for a run, and I'm going to really like... Pro- like The likelihood is you're probably going to feel better. For like, you know, getting out of the comfort zone instead of going, here's my comfort blanket of the shit food and the shit drinks and the shit whatever else. It's like, do the things you may not want to do in that situation. You've got a far better chance of feeling better afterwards. Man, thanks for sharing that, by the way. Yeah, yeah, no problem. So yeah, is yeah. it, I'm like I'm hearing you say, it's, it's like the decisions that you make, even when you feel as bad as you could possibly feel. Yeah. It's the decisions you make in those moments. Yeah, I think that has a, I think it has a, ma- a massive effect. You know, we're all, we're all given like a set of choices, you know, and it, and it is just, it's about trying to make the best possible one and, and knowing maybe the position, maybe the, maybe one of the choices isn't the easiest, but you know, normally in the back of your head, you're like, I could do this or this. And sometimes it's about taking the uncomfortable route. You know, sometimes it's about, and it, it comes back, you know, we said it many times already, sometimes it's getting out of the comfort zone for whatever reason, whether it's something huge or something small, whether it's doing eight reps, but knowing you could do 10, but just doing eight. And it's like, it's so often in the gym, bro, I've done like eight reps, put the weights down. And I just got Goggins in my head. <laughs> you know, like Goggins is just there being like, you're only fucking yourself. And it's like, I'm just picking the weights back up. I'm like, no, 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 two more reps, two more reps. Let's do them, do the 10, do the 10. And then actually now do 12 because you're going to cut. You know, like who wants it more? Who's willing to work on themselves the most? And for me, it's like, I am open about the fact that I will work harder than anyone else to get to where I want to be. And I proved it with the London Social. You know, people want to give me a hard time, whatever, think I'm shrewd, think I'm whatever I am. Everyone's got the same opportunity to do what they want to do with their brand. And I respect it. If you want to have a shop and run it the way you want to have a shop, fantastic. You do you. Enjoy you. Stay in your lane. Do you. I'm doing me. Don't give me a hard time because I want to be the biggest and the best. You got, what, why? why? Why is that? Like, why is that fair? I'm respecting you. Just give me the same back. You don't have, like, we don't have to be in competition. Do you know what I'm saying? But like, people want to come at you for like wanting to win. I got so much respect and love for my old man because he, instilled that in me from so young you know like i'd be running a school running race against you know like my best friend in school and we'd always compete i remember i was about seven or eight and my dad came up to me before the race it was like second place don't count like that was it for me from that young age having having an old man he was going now nah, you're gonna be the fucking you are gonna be the best do not come to me with second place and he, you know if i say i did come second place in that race i wouldn't have done but say i did he wouldn't have given me a hard time but he was making sure that i understood that you don't do things for like you don't i don't play not to win and i'm i'm open about that that is something that i am very very open about if we suddenly sat here and played cards i'd want to win there's not i don't care about taking part i want to win I want to win. And that's something I found in a lot of my, a lot of my friends who now play football to, to, to the top, top, top level. If you want to have fun with those guys, just put a game in front of them. Just be like darts, dice, anything. They'd like, all of a sudden, it's all of a sudden you can be chilling, all happy or sudden, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, do you want to flip a coin? It's like this. Hmm. Yo, it's like that. It's straight away. Like instantly. It's like on. It's on. Game. Game. Because that's been their life. I resonate with it so strongly. And I think that's probably why we connected the first time that we met. So you mentioned your dad. Yeah. Because I'm always interested as to where these ambitions come yeah, from. Yeah, I'm a like, real bloke. My was dad. it your dad, yeah, do you think, that yeah, instilled yeah, it? Yeah, my dad's like everything to me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's like, I always say, I know a lot of people say this, but I always say like my dad's my like best mate. Like to me, honestly, like my dad has been a source of inspiration. Like nearly everything I do is to impress or to get the validation of my dad. Like I spent years, years working to get that text. 
and it was New Year's Eve and uh, I hope I don't get uh, emotional actually. It was uh, New Year's Eve and uh, two people texted me that night. One of which was Sam Smith, which was funny. And then, uh, and then uh, my dad texted me at midnight and just said, uh, you really made me proud. And out of, I still get goosebumps, bro, but like out of all the material stuff that I amassed, whether it's the watches, the Goyard, whatever it is, that all seems so irrelevant because something I just worked for for so many years, I just got in that one message. Just to say, like, you've made me really proud, like... I'm really proud to call you my son. That was like fucking, that was it for me. That was huge for me because he, he did it very unconventionally as well up until, up until his working life, you know, didn't do school, didn't like, was like, uh, just played football, bad kid, you know, the same. I did, I did very, very similar like upbringing, you know, bad at school, but played football, drew. But obviously tattooing and that, that art sort of sector was very alien to my old man because he, he worked his way up from being like sweeping the floors and walls to being like one of like, the top people of B&Q. You know, like he worked his way up. So his like business sense is so strong. Like it's so strong. Like he would walk in to like a store right now and see their Christmas display and be like, oh, they need to change X, Y, and Z. Still, like he's like, that make more money if they did that. Like he's just, he's so, so business smart, you know? So when I was like, yo, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the London social, you know? And he, he says to me now, he's like, I always believed in you because you're a Langford, right? He was like, I knew you were always going to be all right. But it was... It was an alien concept to him because I was like, yo, I can monetize tattoo and I see a gap. I said, there's no celebrity endorsed tattoo space in London, really. There's nothing like that. And I've just spent a long time living in America and I see the gap and this is why I'm going to do this and that. And he was like, I reckon the maximum money you can do in that store is this. So then like, give it a year or saying, and we were doing double that. And I was like, I was like, I told you, bro. And he was like, he was like, I just wanted to, I wanted to push you. You know, like it was like, I gave you that because I knew you'd want to go above it, you know? And it's still, still to the, to this day, like he's still like, who you've been tattooing this week? Like, what's going on? What's like, you know? He's still like, he's just a proper old school, like English gentleman and someone who like really instilled a lot of traditional values in me that I really, really fucking appreciate. You know, I'm really grateful to to have him, and and I, I tell him regularly, like. Um, I think every family goes through things, you know, like, and goes through traumas and, and hard times. And I said to him, like, we've had, we're able now to have the conversations where I said, like, listen, I understood why you traveled as much as you did when you were raising us to make sure that me and my sister and my mom weren't wanting, like, like you were able to take us on holiday and to get me new football boots. And like, I understand because he was always away and I understand it. And to be able to then have those conversations as two grown men, you know, it's like, it's been, it's been so nice, honestly. Like I, I yeah, I'm like, I'm proud to call him my dad, you know? Feel it, mate. Yeah. I can feel it. Like, yeah, yeah it's special. Do you think you, you, I was talking about this again the other day, it's like the, we all want to make our parents proud. Mm -hmm. Like we all want to make our parents proud. And I wonder whether we ever fully do make them proud of the things we want them to be proud of. Does that make sense? I think it got a lot easier when I started tattooing all the footballers. (laughs) Because all of a sudden my dad was like going down to his health club and whatever else he does and to his like sort of social circle or to the other guys in the thing, he'd be like, oh, like my son tattoos X, Y, and Z, you know, like it suddenly became, instead of being able to be like, oh, my son's this like good tattoo or top tattoo or however you want to want to word it, he was able to give more context or what was more relatable maybe for like older blokes, you know, maybe blokes in their 50s and 60s. 
if my dad was like, oh, my son's like a good tattoo, uh, they're like, oh, okay. But if it's like, oh, my son tattoos X, Y, and Z, you play for England, all of a sudden blokes are like, oh, fucking hell, like, we're rude. you know, like, so I think that resonated or made, made it easier with the context of yeah. it, you know? Because it's relatable, right? Yeah, it's I just, you know, people like, maybe it's old school, but like, if you're working with people in the public eye, that, like to an older generation, that means you've made it. Do you see what I'm saying? It's like, if you have a business that X, Y, and Z, person the public eye is endorsing that means like it's successful you know what i'm saying whereas like now we understand as like a, a generation below that i wouldn't say we're the youngest generation anymore but the generation below that we understand now how not easy shall i say but like how if you have a brand you can get x y and z person wearing that brand and it's not necessarily as organic or as as real as it may be perceived a few years ago you know, like 10 years ago, if Kanye was doing his Louis Vuitton dons and like wearing it, that was like a real thing. You know, whereas like now you look at people who are like, half the time kids are putting stuff on Instagram or TikTok or whatever, wherever they're advertising it and they don't even know what they're selling. They're just like, oh, like, yeah, yeah, I got sent this. And it's like, yeah, but as soon as I see the fucking word ad on the post, I'm, I disengage. I disengage completely. I'm not, not into it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a tough one. The, the, the industry has certainly changed. It makes it difficult to feel fully authentic. And also even the word authenticity, which is thrown about, it's always said in the, in like the frame of mind of social media. Yeah. It's not what authenticity means. It means being yourself. It's nothing to do with your phone. It's nothing to do yeah. with social media, actually. A lot of, a lot of, I think a lot of people have a, a vocabulary or a dialect which... I don't believe they fully understand anymore. People use words that I don't believe they should probably use to describe certain situations or scenarios. You know, they're happy to like throw around quite extreme words, you know, and I think that's something that a lot of people are guilty of, hopefully not myself, but there's been a lot of like these buzzwords thrown about in the last few years that people feel comfortable to be like, oh, I went through this like severe trauma and it's like, you just got dumped like it's like you know like if you take the word trauma and you look at it on like a, a physical perspective right if you look at it like what's relative trauma relative to like a bodily injury is if someone scratches you that's not trauma do you know what i'm saying but i feel like you can get your ego or your mindset scratched and i've had trauma i've had trauma it's a lower lower bar to entry for trauma. You know, but it's like such a strong word. You know, oh, like man. to use like I was abused in a relationship. But it's like no, no. You you argued a lot with your partner. Like like let's like there's got to give actual context here because they, these words, every like every girl I speak to or every guy, I was in an abusive relationship. No, but like, like whoa, like a few years ago that was like fucking hell. You're like what's going on here? Like do we need to go and sort the geezer out? Do you know what I'm saying? Whereas now it's just like, oh yeah, yeah, he was abusive. Yeah, you know it's like. But I think people are, are, I don't know, people just feel comfortable throwing these words around. I think it's something that you spoke about earlier and it's, it's a difficult thing to talk about. I've, I've experienced depression, anxiety. Yeah. I do work as an ambassador for Calm Mental Health Charity. But there's, there's polarity in everything, right? So when, yeah. you, when you build awareness to mental health, great for a load of people here who had mental health and suffered it and who could never talk about it and actually probably didn't even know what they were struggling with but also on the other end of the scale you've got people who actually aren't probably suffering with it which is hard to say because if you believe it it is it fine yeah, but yeah. you can then use as you said i've got anxiety and i've got depression yeah but there's people monetizing that like crazy do you know what i'm saying there's people who are like out there being like 
it's okay if you feel anxious, don't do this, don't do that. Like, and people are like watching their goals and their dreams evaporate, but the people telling them that that's okay are monetizing it. Yeah. Which is like crazy to me, you know, that people are like, they're like, oh, they'll buy into this thing that's actually sort of enabling them not to achieve themselves. Man, it's such a big subject. It needs it's to- so tricky to like speak about these yeah, things because you're like, oh, like, you're like constantly t- tightrope. You know, I'm quite, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's a tightrope. It is. You don't want to offend, you know? But maybe it needs to be regulated and then it's like, who would do that? But you, you're right because the other end of that scale I was talking about is someone who might think they're depressed, but they've just had a bad day. Yeah. And then, But then you label it like that and then maybe, maybe you start to feed into your own mind about yeah, yeah, things. Oh, oh, of course. In the same way, I think so strongly about what I'm going to achieve I'm like we're gonna do this you know like a great example me and like one of my best friends were doing motorbike tests you know like doing our, our mod mod 2 tests to get to ride our bikes recently and for the, the week leading up to it I was like I was like I don't fail I was like I'm passing and I don't I don't it's just it's non-negotiable I'm passing this test first try I don't care that's it and he was like oh you know like I just feel something weird will happen on my test. You know, like I bet something stupid or weird. I was like, I was like, it's not happening on mine. There's no way I'm failing. If I'm in full control, there's no way it's failing. There's no way. And test day came, I passed first time and he failed. I told him, I was like, bro, stop speaking this out into existence. I said, you've got to stop saying that something weird is going to happen. Because like it will, like, you know, like, I, I really believe that it's like one of the best things that I kind of came out with or like came up with is that like there's some people, some people have dreams and some people have goals, right? And for me, when I was younger and I was I was still drinking, I dreamed of having a Rolls Royce. I dreamed of having Patek Philippe. I dreamed of living a certain way, you know? And all of a sudden, I turned those dreams into goals because I don't want to, I don't want to sleep on my goals. And when you when you dream, you're asleep. You see what I'm saying? So like, the people who look at the Lamborghini Urus as their dream car, they're unlikely to ever achieve it. Whereas a person who goes, my goal is to have that car, and you go, right, I'm going to work my way back. And for me, it was like, my goal was to achieve this car, and I was like, right, that means. That I need to generate X amount of revenue, which meant, how do I do that? It means, okay, it means I need to hire this amount of staff and they have to do it. So then all of a sudden, that was suddenly, like suddenly it became closer and closer and closer until I had the keys. And then when I drove off the forecourt, I was like, what's the next car? So good. You know, but it was like so many people in my lifetime have achieved far more than I have. And I've got a lot of respect for that. But I don't really have any people in my life that I idolize. Does that make like I see people who've achieved a lot and I'm like, oh, fucking like respect, well done. But I'm not putting them on a pedestal, you know, because all of a sudden it was like when everyone said to me, like, oh, how did you become like tight with all like the footballer lads and all that? It's like because I never asked them for a fucking football shot or I never asked them for anything. It was just like, oh, I like your watch. I like yours too. Like, oh, like, do you eat? Yeah, I eat there as well. Like, it was like so many people put these people and make them untouchable. Whereas if you're like, yo, what's up, bro? Like, how are you? Like, face-to-face, normal, like, just treat, like, normal human beings. It resonates so hard. I think a lot of people can achieve more than they probably think they could. They make things themselves seem out of reach. Whereas all of a sudden, if you break it down into little bite-sized bits of information 
and you've got an end goal and, you, and you're able to, to decipher that and decipher the journey and understand that the journey is never going to be a straight line. If you're able to decipher that and acknowledge that, you probably will be able to achieve it. Like, I strongly believe, like I'm always like to people, I'm like, oh, go and get it. Like, go and get it. Like, go and achieve what you, it's in there. You know, if you want it bad enough, you can get it. We spoke about this before we started, right? Like all of this information is, it's in podcasts. It's free. It's out there for people to get and to, to implement into their lives. But it's, it's a belief system, right? Whether people think they deserve it. Can I ask you a, a yes, no question? Go on. Miles, are you a millionaire? Yeah. Yeah. How did it feel when you became a millionaire in however you define that? How did it feel when you became a millionaire? I never really processed it. It was never about trying to become like, have one million. Do you know what I mean? It was never like about that. It was, the money has been a byproduct of being relentlessly driven to succeed in other elements. I love it, mate. You know, that was like something that I managed to amass through a passion, but it wasn't like, and I'm money driven. Like I'm not, I'm not one of these people who just, who, who bullshits, you know, like most people who know me, know me. I'm very direct. I'm not a bullshit merchant when it comes to that. Like I am very driven by money, but it's for me now, if you're really fucking driven and passionate about something, the money is just becomes a byproduct of that. And a lot of people go do it the other way around. A lot of people are so, so driven so, so short-sighted, money, 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 money. Like, like to sum it up, like I've never posted like sponsored stuff on my Instagram. Like I've never monetized any, like any, any advertising on that because I wanted to respect my integrity. I wanted to respect what people thought of me. And, and like, if I wanted something, I either go out or buy it. Or if I work with a company, like, like as I said, like one of my best friends, he, he runs Subi Jeans. And it's like, I wear their stuff. But on, it'll never be an advert. You know, it's like, I just fuck with their stuff. And it's like, I would happily buy it. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? I could never wear something that I wouldn't buy. So like anything I have, like I've, I've bought, you know? I heard this quote, I think it was Matthew McConaughey in his book. It's a great book, by the way. He said, be less impressed and more involved. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it goes back yeah. to the same, the same as what I was saying about people putting things on a pedestal. You know, people putting these... But like you're partnering with that brand now, right? Oh, I know he's your mate anyway, but you're doing the yeah. Subi jeans. It was like it was a it was amazing. You know, I wore I wore the jeans like for the last ten years. So now to do a pair with London Social, it's like that's like fucking oh. dope, you know. But like what I, I always say is that like I try very hard to never take anything for granted. I always try and show and demonstrate gratitude. I try my best to make sure I'm always saying like please and thank you and like being on time for meetings responding quickly all these like free tools that we have that so many people just don't like respect or don't the value in those basic basic tools like it's mind-blowing to me how many people look over them they get a little bit of success and then all of a sudden it's like oh, i'm a little bit late whereas it's like bro the most elite people i've ever fucking hung out with are, are the most punctual number quickest to reply the most elite people, the people I'm talking who got real money, you know, not like my like baby shit, like real money, you know, like big money. They're the ones who are like, who will, well, won't, it won't go past one day when you'll hear back from them. It will always be a response on the same day, you know, and they're the ones who don't necessarily need to work as much. And it, this leads me on to something again, like I got so much respect for Jeff Bezos and what he's achieved. And so many people hate on the guy, disgusting amount of wealth, disgusting. But like, yo, break it down like this. 99.9999999% of people 
at 1% of his wealth would have tapped out of working. So this motherfucker is still working. And you guys give him a hard time, but it's like, yo, you lot would have dipped. So why are you giving a guy a hard time who was like, no, no, I just want to keep growing and growing and growing. It's obviously like, yeah, okay, obviously he, it's, it's, he's got that back and forth richest man in the world. But like, why not? Why not? If that's what he wants to achieve, like, why not? Like, I, I, that to me, like, baffles me when people are like, fuck him. It's like, what? The amount of opportunity and jobs that guy creates and you guys are, don't understand that he single-handedly in a state or wherever they base Amazon or put working spaces, he changes the, the economy in that place. And people don't understand that. It's like, for me, I, I, I don't understand this problem society has with people who are driven. You know, I just can't understand it. It's like, if people are driven... Like, let them be driven. Why are we trying to crush people? Like, why are we trying to put people down who want to be the best or want to achieve? When's that become a thing? But in the same vein, all these people who are crushing these people, they want to have a Birkin or a Balenciaga bag or like the latest Gucci drip or they all want these things, but yet they shit on the people who went out and worked for them. Like it, to me, it's like, you know, people are, people have got it quite wrong. You know, a lot of people, and that's maybe why I have a, a small circle of people who are, who I obviously like, like to spend my time with. I don't know. No, it's mate. It's incredible. Like really passionate. And I'm, mm. I'm with you. Mm. I'm with you. Like who are you trying to appeal to? The ones who yeah. have the same mindset, right? The yeah. People yeah who are I'm, trying not, to get I'm, not, I'm not for everyone. I, I made peace of the fact, you know, and I, I, I got sober when I was just after I was 27 and I made peace with the fact that like, I spent a year when I stopped drinking um, or pause drinking. I don't like to say I'm sober for life because it puts too much pressure on it. But I just say I don't drink and that's been f nearly five years. But I sat in front of a physical and a metaphorical mirror and I started to digest who I was and I started to understand and I was like, do you make an effort with your family? Yep. Are you on time for things? Yeah. Do, would you go and help your friends in need? Yeah, some of them. Like, okay, so maybe it's not all your friends. Like, okay, they, these are the people that matter. And, and I started to go... What am I good at? Oh, I'm, I'm good at certain things. What am I weak at? Okay, I'm, I'm really bad at like opening posts. I'm really bad at like paying like council tax. I'm really bad at like a utility bill. But what I did was I, I broke it down and I did the hard work to understand who exactly I was. And once you do that, and once I came to terms of who I was and I made peace with the fact that like, you know what, like I'm not going to be for everyone and I don't need to impress everyone. Bro, life got so much easier. And I see people in their 30s, their 40s, their 50s, their 60s, their 70s who don't know who they are. You know, and that is, a, that is rough. That is like, for me, I'd sacrifice all the material things that I amassed to be where I'm at mentally. Because I tell you what, like, I always say to my team, like, don't get stressed out unless I'm stressed out. Because I very rarely get stressed out because I, I understand who I am. And that was the biggest, biggest win I had in my life was understanding those things because once you understand that and you walk into a room some people would say I don't care if people like me or not that's not true because I like to be I would like to be well received I'd like to have a conversation like today and you to leave and be like oh you know he's like a, a guy who's you know he may not be super book smart but he, he he's worked hard and he's like you know he's, he tries to be as intellectual as he can and, and all that and like you know he was on time and, and, and like has good qualities about him like, of course, I want, I want to have that sort of known about me. But like, it, when you look at it harshly, it's like, yeah, do I really care if people like me? No, I, I don't. Because I, I believe in the values that I have. And if, 
if people think that those values make me a bad person, then that's okay. I'm, I, I, I think that's okay. Miles, honest, honestly, man, that's so profound. And I, I don't want to suddenly bring this back to like what I do because it's, I want to stay with that because it's so amazing. But like with my coaching work, it's the first thing I do with a client. Get into grip with understanding who you are. Mm. It's a massive question. And sometimes it can take a lifetime to actually figure it out. But once you know who you are, your triggers, your insecurities, if you've yeah. had any trauma, yeah, how yeah. you react to different things, then it's a bit of a quippy thing, but like life responds to you rather than you responding yeah. to life and the triggers around you all the time. No, so I mate, I just want to like, it's, it's huge. In fact, I think that is life, like going through the journey and figuring that out mm. at each step. It gets, I, I do think everything gets easier once you do that work. And I, I wasn't, I'm not talking about work as in like, I wasn't sat down with a, with a pen and paper writing down like pros, cons, but I just sat down and really digested the information that was in my head. I really was like, really went through it and really like, and I wasn't going around telling people going, oh, I'm doing this work on myself at a minute, blah, blah, blah. Like I was never that guy, but I, I, I can't like, I can't tell people how like, it's so invaluable to understand. And once you can be at peace with yourself, it makes everything so much easier, bro. Like it makes so much easier, you know? More enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I guess so. I, I, I just, I've got to a position in my life where like, I'm very grateful to not really want for too much anymore. Like, like on a, on a material aspect, you know, like, of course, there's always going to be a 5335 Patek or there's going to be like, you know, of course, there's going to be things that I would love to have. But once you're like able to be like, okay, I, I, I have things, you know, like I have assets, I have relationships. Once you're at peace with that, I find that like all of a sudden you're so much freer as someone who, who literally bounces like a tennis match between like an uber creative side of the brain and uber business side of the brain. Like I was very, very, very fortunate to get the best of both. Like for somebody bounces back and forth to have that freedom where you're not getting constrained or tied down by likes on the internet or all that sort of things. Once you get that freedom, oh man, I feel like, I feel like the world now, I'm just like, I'm almost like ducking and like just, ooh, I just, ooh, like, oh, like, it's like, oh, we'll start this company here and like, okay, I've learned here and like, it's like, I'm like, yo, this will be a successful company. And like, I don't even stress, like, people be like, oh, fucking, and I'm like, I'm like, you know why I'm a successful company? Because it's myself and someone else behind the wheel who won't sleep until it is. And I, because it's, if it's in my control, it's going to be successful, bro. There's no way I can like, there's no way, like, I would have talked to you maybe three, four years ago and I would have been like, I'll be there. This is exactly where I'll be. Maybe I've surpassed what I thought I could achieve, but like, if you say like, where are you going to be in this time of year? Like I'll say I'll, in 10 years, I'll be here and, and I guarantee if we do this again in 10 years time, I'll be there. I just won't let it not happen. Of course, there's variables to scenarios and things can come up, but like, if I'm in control, like I'm getting to the destination. That is it, bro. Like there's non-negotiable. There's nothing, like nothing, no mountain will get in my way. You're very ambitious, but very confident. What, what advice would you give to people who perhaps don't have the level of confidence that you've got? I don't know if it's confidence or if it's just self-belief, bro. Okay. Or self-belief. Do you know, do you know what I mean? I am yeah, confident yeah. as a guy like, and, I, and I always try and make sure it doesn't come across as egotistical because I'll be the first person to put my hand up and go, these are my weak points, criticize me. You can probably like, even through this podcast, I'd probably listen to it back and go like, okay, this didn't sound great. This like, I'm, I'm more than happy. You know, like I, I, I don't think I'm un this untouchable person. I think, you know, I'm incredibly driven and I'm, probably work harder than the next man you know if someone wants to come and like jump in my lane let's go you know like i have that attitude but advice for people who aren't as confident 
I think it would start by like getting in the gym. If you're not already, start by running, start by clearing your head, start by doing doing some work on yourself, like, you know, even just trying to understand who you are. And then it's like addressing your weak points and having someone help with your weak points to enable you to focus on your strong points is probably the best tool you can do. If you get someone to come in for me, like, as I said, council tax, utility bills, fucking like direct debits, all that shit for me is that like I'm rubbish at it. So like as soon as I was able to put people into a position that freed that part of my brain, I had more space in my brain to do the things that I'm good at that made me more money that allowed me to do, to have that shit covered off. You know, so it, it, it really comes down to figuring out who you are. Like if it's maybe like two or three things I'd say, I'd say figure out who you are because that address your strengths and weaknesses, hard work pays off. That's probably like, in short, that's probably like the two or three things I would say. You know, they're like the most important ones. You know, it's like, yeah, that's, that's probably it for me is, is, yeah, just work, work hard, you know. It's so good and everybody can do that as well. That's what I think. It's available to I, I, don't, I don't know, like, it, yeah, it's, it's, you know, I was, I was with the, the head men's buyer for Harrods, uh, recently we were just having having lunch and he said uh, we were talking quite openly and he said you know the question I get asked the most in job interviews now guess take a guess what the question is in, in, in he gets asked head buyer of menswear in Harrods you're trying to get a job in Harrods doing what uh, under as a, like assistant head buyer okay. like you're at yeah and you're like, you're going, right, fucking hell. You get the question where it goes, any questions for me, which is a question in itself, you know, like it's an interviewing tactic. What do you think the most asked question is that they come out with? Well, it's hard to put myself, I would ask, when do I start? Or like, when can I start? Right, right, which is a driven question, yeah. How much holiday do I get? Is this like- Almost. Okay. The most asked question he receives in job interviews is how many days do I get to work from home? Ah, oh, no, yeah. Okay. And that's when you're applying for a job to work in the biggest luxury retailing space in the globe. Yeah. He just says this in instantly doesn't get hired. Mm. Like, it is mind-blowing to me that you would have the audacity to go to a company like that who generates billions a year in luxury sales and ask how much do I not get to be here. Mm -hmm. And this goes back to what we were saying previously. How many people when opportunity knocks go, oh, there'll be another one or how many people where people see me now and go, okay, you're, you know, you're tattooing here, there, this person, that person, company's doing good, all these things. But how many people would have tattooed from 10 a.m. till 7 p.m., got into bed at 10 p.m., got a phone call at 11.30 and go, oh, this rapper from America wants to get tattooed and you'll probably be up till 5 a.m. But you got tattooed all the next day. How many people would go, yeah, fuck it, let's go? Or how many people go, oh, I've earned five, six hundred quid or a grand today, like, oh, fuck it, you know, I'm tired. I've got, to, I've got to protect my mental health. I've got to stay in bed like a rat. But I kid you not, bro, there was never once an opportunity that has come along in that sort of scenario of me that I turned down. Even now, bro, I just flew. I, did, I was in LA, came back to London for four days, flew to New York, for two weeks to work at a store, flew back to London for 12 hours and was on a Eurostar to Paris to go and tattoo at Fashion Week. But and like right now, the financial reward of doing that, like 
isn't that great for me to have done that it wasn't like it wasn't like someone was going oh here's 50 bags like to go to Paris for the weekend it was like so what takes you there being the best mm. what, wanting, wanting to be at the front where I'm at and anyone who's coming up behind me be going that's, that's, that's lovely here comes the nitrous oxide I'm gone again I go harder now than I ever went before because I'm at the front and I don't want anyone to catch up so it's like right now my foot's on the gas as much as it can be because it's like I can sit back now and go I'm really into Sun's Anarchy at the minute might just take a day to watch that do you know what I mean but it's like that is the last thing I will do because it's like I think so many people get somewhere and they flick that cruise control on bro they get back into that comfort zone I'm at, I'm at the top I'm top five I'm top three yo I want to be number one and then some so I'm not, if, if I'm in the top three, I'm going, that's not nowhere near good enough. Second place don't count. And it's crazy that yeah. it came from eight, seven, eight years old. It's the same now. These things stay with us. It's, it's the same now, I love bro. it. So like something I'm interested in, right, is because I know, I know a lot of your story and we haven't got into too much of the specifics and we're going to have to do this again, mate, because I could speak to you all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, um, if we don't offend too much of the audience, let's go. <laughs> yeah. No, mate, I'm inspired. I'm, I'm inspired. nervous. <laughs> You're inspired? I'm nervous. So it's, it's, it's all good. It's You're all being good. yourself, mate. Yeah, I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I take it or leave it, bro. Fuck it. So you're a model, right? You moved to New York. That was a leap of faith in itself. Yeah. And then you lived in New York. We can talk a little bit more about the details of the story. Decided to become a tattoo artist. Yeah. You worked under incredible artists yeah. who are still big names yeah. in the space. But there's a difference, and we've kind of alluded to this earlier, between seeing that level of success and being offended by it or upset by it or jealous of it yeah. or, or being inspired by mm -hmm. it and going, I could do the same or better. Mm -hmm. So... Can you give me some examples where, and you can even say who they were, but like people that you've worked under and looked and admired and been like, I can do that. And, and how you push yourself to view it in that way rather than going like, oh, why haven't I got that opportunity? Yeah, I think another big thing that we have in our arsenal is, is looking at people around you in your circle or in your network or, or, or people that you even, even know when they, when they win, there's a lot of motherfuckers who go, oh yeah, yeah, well done. But they're going, why not me? You know, whereas like, just before we got on this podcast, uh, I don't know, I won't say too much because it's, it's your information, but you, you gave us, uh, me and a couple of my people who are here, you gave us information. And I kid you, I, I really like hope it, it, come, it came across as it was meant to, but like, I genuinely, like genuinely, genuinely was happy for you. Like I genuinely was like, fuck it, like well done me. Like that is like, that put me in a good mood. Hearing that you won, like you had a win, made me happy. Do you see what I'm saying? I was like, right on bro, like fucking yeah, like that's wicked bro. You know, and it's, and something that happened a lot on the journey was that like when good things happened, the people that I had kicked about with since I was maybe younger in my teens were like lucky for some. You know, that was the attitude that I got and I was like, oh, okay, okay. You know, like interesting. And it's like nowadays, my, one of my friends will get a phone call and be like, oh, like your watch has arrived. And you know, that's like in, in like the watch collecting thing. It's all about like when your watch arrives and like the, when they call the AD calls and you get a piece. Um, bro, I kid you not. I'm almost happier now when someone gets the call and they say their watch has arrived because I feel how happy they are. And I'm like, yo, like, I'm buzzing for you, bro. Like, because I've got some watches, you know, like, and I still so grateful, so, so, so appreciative when I get the call myself. 
But bro, I swear to God, it almost makes me happier when someone else does. And that's something that's lost on, like so many people won't do it. So many people aren't, aren't happy for their like supposed friends. You know, like the close, there's so many people in your circle who are actually probably against you. But you know, yeah, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. But do you know what I'm getting from this? What's coming up is maybe that is the biggest thing to come from having deep self-belief mm. because you know you're going to get yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing with me. That's why I kick about my friend group at all, maybe just, on, maybe just financially, but a lot of my friend group, nearly all of it are further ahead than me. Mm. And I got, I got berated for a girl. You know, I was walking, walking back to my house she was like, hey, do you want to come to this, this uh, dinner? Um, I've got a dinner with like some, some suit designer. And I was like, uh, I was like, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. And she was like, what do you mean? Like, it's going to be a fun evening. And I just said, oh, do you know what it is? It's like, a self and I acknowledged it. I said, as selfish as it sounds or as bad as it sounds, like I'm not, I'm not going to get anything out of this dinner. And I wasn't talking about money or getting paid or, or anything like that. But I said, like, that guy, is, he's doing his thing, respect, respect to him, he's, he's in his lane doing his thing, but like, it's no crossover for me. Nothing was going to add, you know, to my bowl or my, my pool or whatever you want to word. There was no, no addition to that. So I was like, I, I'm good, I don't want to be around it, you know. But she thought that was like the most ruthless, shrewd, disgusting. But it was like, now nah, nah, you have to understand that with time, which is the most precious thing that any of us have, I choose to spend my time with people who, can teach me who I can learn who I can absorb information of who I can leave inspired by do you see what I'm saying so it's like was that really selfish and really shrewd and really like horrible depending on how you look at it you can say yeah absolutely or you can go well, nah, that guy just wants to put his time into things that means he can be a better version and achieve more of himself you know and I wasn't saying anything negative about the person do you see what I'm saying I was going oh respect him all power to him like happy days go do your thing but it's just not for me but when you say and you give the honest, you go, that's not for me. I'm being honest and I give you an exact reason why you get berated for it, bro. It's always about the other person. It's about her self-esteem then. She felt rejected. It's like that's... and that's She got rejected. <laughs> go look at the TikToks. Jesus Christ. So mate, this is, this is for people who might be on the journey or are considering going on the journey of building a business. Yes. If you could list the three things that have allowed you to create your business into what it is today. Because kind of what I was alluding to with some of the people who you work with in the past is you've surpassed them. Oof. Yeah, I guess. So what are the things that have allowed you, we know the kind of the hunger, the ambition, the drive, but like if we talk about tacticals, whether it's like hiring that person who does the stuff you, you, know, you, you know you have a weakness in, like what are those three things that you think, wow, that's gonna move the needle on a new business? I think the first one I would say would be to go out and get it and don't let other people talk you out of it or don't let, don't let people dampen your goals because they're not achievable for, them, for the person giving the negativity. My goals may seem ridiculously ambitious to the next person's goals, but to some people they may seem like I'm hardly doing anything. Do you see what I'm saying? So there's so many people who are quick to go like, oh, just stay in the hamster wheel of monotony. You know, like that is like the biggest thing, bro, is that so many people are so comfortable staying in this hamster wheel of monotony because it is so uncomfortable to go out and go, do you know what? Like I'm putting my hand up. And at the start, I put my hand up. I was like, I'm going to be the biggest and the best. 
And everyone was like, dickhead. Like, you know, everyone was like, oh, who's this kid? And it's like, now, now I'm like, oh, like, it's, it's me. I'm still like, yeah. You're like, do you know what I'm saying? But like, so many people are quick to go like, to put someone else's goals or things that they want to achieve down pure to their own lack of like drive, you know? So that's something I would say, clear out those people, get them the furthest to fucking get them away from you, bro. Like people who, who, who try and, and, and quash other people's ambitions, fuck those people. I can't stand it. Another thing is, is it again, you know, we spoke about it is it is addressing what you, what you're good at and trying to do as, trying your best to facilitate you being able to run with what you're good at you know that's something i would say is really important and i've been guilty of at some point maybe trying to do too much at the business you know like being too controlling or too you know like oh shit like i need to understand you know and 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 sometimes maybe like employing someone to relinquish some of that pressure allows you to grow you know it's i'm not saying go out and do a new co and and hire as men like people to do everything. So you just sit at home and what, you know, be present as anything, you know? And, and then I guess that, that leads into the third one. And it's like, I, I recently got told there's a, one, the, one of the tattooers that I, I am inspired by that I have a lot of respect for who owns Bang Bang in New York. He has something called 25-8 and that's his mentality. And that was like, that really resonated with me. Cause I was like, fuck the last four years were 25-8. Like, it was it. It was relentless, you know. It, it, it's instead of twenty four seven. You know, it was like everyone's giving it the large, like yo, we're at this, and so he's like, I'm twenty five eight, and I just thought that's so New York, that's so sick. Like I got so much time for that, you know, like, and I got a lot. That's the thing. I got so much time for like people in a similar circle, you know, like in, in like the competitors. I don't even think competitors are the right word, but the people who are leading this industry globally i got so much time for them bro like i'm so happy to go over there and be invited to go and work for them and like i'm always there like thank you so much for having me you know that's something i'm so like so important to me like i always make sure to go and say like thank you you know and even that in itself if 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 you want to just go back to the previous question what's three bits of like major advice for new co-businesses is just fucking remember your p's and q's and remember to fucking say thank you when someone gives you a little bit of a break and and don't get caught up in the initial hype and the initial you know a lot of people will be quick to be like oh you're killing it bro you're killing it and like just remember like just stay hungry and like just just always just go like now what what can i be better at and that that's something i still do now is that i still i go and work at these elite tattoo shops in the around the world and i go like people be like that's a lovely tattoo and i go okay that's fantastic but what could be better like what could be better like having hung out with me for 10 days like what was your like get like was there anything that like you think I could uh, improve on and being open to criticism or not or like critiquing or you know criticism is a harsh word but being open to people giving you advice is so important bro that's why like I say I say now I'm 32. I've had the business for a few years. I've tattooed, I've modeled, I've been in back, I've done all that stuff. And right now, where, where people see me as a leader, is probably the time that I most put my hand up and go, hey man, can I have some help? Oh, that again, it goes back to the friend circle of people who are further ahead. Be like, hey man, I just got a 25 paid contract. Like, I'm really bad at this. Like, but, but not being too like proud to, you why am I going to sign a fucking lease for something and not understand the terms? Yeah, do I understand the basic heads of terms in a lease? Yes, of course I do now because I've got multiple shops, but I will still seek advice. I still never that guy who's too proud. I'm like, 
I still go, hey, looking at watches, you know, I'm, I'm very blessed to call like the, the London director of Patek, my friend, and I'll be like, hey, man, what does this bit do on the watch? What's that called? Because I understand it's a 24-hour reader, but like, what is it? Why? You know, and I still ask these questions because I understand that I didn't learn a lot in school. You know, I was really bad at school. So the way I learned was through street knowledge, you know, through talking to people on planes, on trains in other countries, you know, like, and, that, and that's how I've learned. And, and something, there's something to be said for if people come to me for advice and I give them advice and then you speak to them a couple months later and they haven't implemented it or they haven't done anything with that advice, it's, it's quite like frustrating, you know? So when I, if I sat here now and was like, Mark, can you just like explain to me like this, like how does this podcast system work? Like I'd be, before you explained I'd be like, wait there, bro, let me get a pen and paper. And I'll say, sorry, like when, when people talk at me, I really struggle to retain the information. So I'm go, I go, I'm 32, I'm six foot four, and I can't retain information verbally. But if I sit there and I write it down, and I, and I do cognitive learning, I retain the information. And it's being able to be, not be that proud and be like, hey man, this is how I do it. Like, you know, okay, I'll go into meetings with a pen and a paper and I write things down as people are speaking. Because I don't pretend, because otherwise I'll leave the meeting and I'll go, you know, I'll, I'll have his meanie, like my assistant with me and I'll be like, fucking hell, like I don't remember, like it's embarrassing. But like what's more embarrassing at the start of a meeting being like, hey man, I'm going to put this pen and paper down because I really value what you're saying and I really want to digest the information. Anything I forget, I really want to be able to look back on or being like sitting there looking the bollocks for half an hour in a meeting and I'm retaining no information at all. Do you see what I'm saying? There's so many people aren't willing to put their hand up and be like, oh, like, sorry, like, I just got to do it like this. You know, a lot of people don't want to do that. It's courage, mate. It's courage yeah. to do it. So fair play, like, got to acknowledge that. So I've got two more questions. The first one is, and you can share some of your story with this as well, but thinking about giving advice to people who might feel like they're in a similar position. But you've, you've alluded to the fact that you're like more creative thinking and I, I've heard you speak in the past about how schooling, like in its traditional sense, wasn't, wasn't a good fit for you. And I think that's, you know, it's a one size fits all, which isn't great for everyone. What would you say to people who are considering that conventional path? Call it a leap of faith or call it non, non-conforming. Conventional or unconventional? Sorry, the unconventional. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. That it's you against you. And that if you want it bad enough, you can, you can achieve it. I think it's like, if you want to be the leading photographer in, in the world, walk around with a camera around your fucking neck every minute of every day, you know? Just don't, don't stop. Believe in yourself, but like have, you know, have goals that you want to achieve, you know, go, go out and achieve them. Don't, don't let people talk you out of it, you know, because it's not, all of our paths are different, right? So there's no, there's, it's very easy to be like, oh, you're on the wrong path or you're on the right path, but everyone's paths are different, you know? And it's just like that self-belief and that determination and that, you know, like is, uh, I think I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm, I don't know. I wasn't aware of it until a few years ago, but uh, one of my dear, dear friends, who's one of the, the MDs at Sorry Music said, it's, it's 10,000 hours to be an overnight success. You know what I'm saying? It's like, don't make a candle and think you're diptyque a week later. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, there's so many people touch on things. I'm going to do clothes. I did a drop, didn't really sell. So I'm going to do candles. Oh, I sold a hundred candles, didn't really do anything. Oh, I'm going to make this. Oh, I didn't. It's like, I'm not saying you need to have it all figured out. I didn't and I still don't. I got a, a strong vision of where I want to go, but I don't have it all figured out by any means. 
But perseverance, bro, fuck me. Perseverance and patience gets you a long way. Oh, it's so easy to say now. But actually being able to enjoy the journey, as we said previously, is so vital. Because if you can be at peace with the fact that you're on a journey, if you can get the self and reassurance that you'll get to the end goal or what at the start you believe to be the end goal, because I promise you that always moves. You know, that always moves. It was four tattoos, eight tattoos, 12 tattoos, 16 tattoos, 20 tattoos. You know, it was like that, that end goal always moves. But if you can have the, the self-belief that you'll get there and you can be like, okay, you know, like we had a bad week, we had a bad month, but it's not going to perturb me. It's not going to mean I'm going to tap out of the first fucking hurdle. It's like in my previous relationship, my, my ex-partner would be like, you know, like we argue, so it must mean our relationship's not great. And I was like, I always say to her, I was just like, listen, if you believe in a relationship, whether it be physical, family, friendship, if you believe in a relationship and you have an argument, that just means you're getting to understand the other person's perspective and finding like an understanding and a, pers and a different perspective than what you necessarily thought was that you would agree on. And so many people go, it's hard, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out, it's hard, I'm out. You know, and it's like, but if you work through it, you get the best results, I believe. You know, you get the best understanding. Me and like uh, one of my best friends who's part of the business, Alex, something happened in the company which I wasn't aware of and, and I found out on social media. Minor, minor thing, minor in the grand scheme of things. And I know that he has the best interest in the company. You know, I know he, he works fucking 25-8. He's a 25-8er. He works relentlessly as well. And I couldn't do a lot of what we do without him. And I said straight away, I said, hey, man, no, you had great intentions. And I explained my thought process to why I thought it was weird that I wasn't made aware, blah, 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 blah. And he was like, initially, there was a bit of rebuttal. We went back and forth. We listened. We made sure we sent voice notes instead of texts so we could see the tone of the voice. And at the end of it, I said, at the end of the day, and it got to the night time. I said, I said, do you mind if I give you a call quick five, 10 minutes? No, nothing negative. Yeah, yeah, of course. Jumped on the phone call. And from that phone call and from that day, what started out as something that could potentially have been a hiccup, a negative, turned into something that we now believe will be help grow the business because we spoke and because we weren't like afraid of treading on toes, because we, because we got our hands and knees dirty and got into like the rough parts of it, it was like something beautiful bloomed. You see, you know, whereas I think a lot of people don't want to, they, they want to tread too carefully. They don't want to offend. They don't want to critique. They don't want to get advice. They don't want to get criticism. Whereas it's like, if you can word things in a constructive manner, like I was able to, and by the end of the day, I was, you know, I was running on my uphill treadmill when I was listening to a podcast and I was, I was digesting the information of the day that I had received. And I was like, you know what? Like we ended up being able to monetize something that could have been a negative do you see what I'm saying? Just from having an understanding and having it being able to converse through the hard times. And I think that's very important, bro. I think that's very, very important. Yeah, it's huge, man. I mean, so much of what you said is has been about being open-minded, not shutting yourself off to the things that feel uncomfortable. Mm. Listen, mate, it's been an absolute pleasure. What, what a way to finish the week, man. It's been unbelievable. Thank I didn't you. even realize it was the end of the week. Yeah, yeah, there we still go tomorrow, 25-8. 25-8, no, 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 I'm not that guy. I do go and enjoy the, enjoy the football. There is off days. I'm not that guy who says I'm never take a day off. You know, I'm not doing 75 hard, but important to reflect 
and to breathe for a second and to digest the information that's present and to try and be present, I think is, is huge. You know, try and, try and understand where you're at and understand the journey and appreciate it. I think it's, it's really important. Yeah, man, I'm I just want to say thanks so much for having me on there. I really hope, uh, maybe there's a, a few gems in of good, good stuff in there. And if there's any negatives and yeah, I, I hope I haven't come across or offended anyone. No, so, mate. Yeah, yeah. I, honestly, I've loved it and I'd love to have you back on again. Yeah. yeah it'd be wicked, bro. Like wicked. I felt honored, man. You had some, some amazing people shout out Eddie Hearn and Mary Affer and yeah. those boys. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? They're all like winners to me. So to even be at the bottom of this list with some amazing people is, is very, very humbling. So thank you for having me. Thanks for taking the time out to come and do this with me. Appreciate no, you. Not at all, man. And sort of final thing, because I know this isn't you because you're very humble, but congrats on everything. Like, you know, what you did with the shop that I went to before, what you're doing here, all the ideas that you've got. I know you're tattooing like Ben Chilwell, Mason Mount, is that one Mason Mount? Yeah, Mason uh, Machine Gun. Gun Kelly was the American rapper that you mentioned. Like, you're just doing big things and it's, a, it's an inspiration, man. So congrats. Oh. Well, that means a lot. Thank you, bro. Thanks very much. I appreciate you, Mark, man. Thank you, bro. Thank you. You have reached your destination. Hey, it's Mark Whittle. Thanks so much for watching or listening. It's so great to have you a part of the Take Flight movement. Subscribe to the podcast on all platforms, video and audio, to be the first to see new episodes and new conversations with the greatest minds in the world. Follow me at markwhittle underscore tf on all social platforms. And visit takeflightworld.com to join our growing community of hustlers, performers, and go-getters. I can't wait to see you next time. Until then, stay positive, stay motivated, and of course, take flight.